Come aboard, every, everybody. Ohio Angels fan, that's it. We got a bunch of guests in the chat room, so good morning to the guests. And uh, Greg is not here. The doors must be locked. It's a very disastrous Mookie Betts day. And uh, Prime Times is there. Good morning to Prime Time. Good morning to Ohio Angels fan. Okay, so uh, the Mookie Betts thing. I will throw out this question. If uh, if you can, what is the biggest impact in fantasy baseball? Not in everybody's league. That's the clue. Not in everybody's league. The biggest impact in fantasy baseball uh, with the trading of Mookie Betts. Okay. Good morning to prime time out there in the great state of Buffalo. Okay. Uh, okay. Phil is in the chat room. Good morning to Phil. Prime time Ohio Angels fan. And all of the guests. So Mookie Betts, who did turn down $300 million contract, uh, he wants to go for free agency. So you can't blame the Red Sox for getting what they can. It has a tremendous impact on uh, the American League East, the Yankees, and maybe even Toronto. But the big impact is in fantasy baseball. D.K. Lush has joined us. The big impact is in fantasy baseball. And uh, it's not in everybody's league. What Does anybody understand what I'm talking about when I say the big impact? We have mixed leagues and we have only leagues. In some only leagues, they still have the, uh, the rule that if a player gets traded to the other league, you lose him. Now that, my friends, is total bulldinky and poppycock. You cannot have a situation now, good morning to Traveler, where the owner of Mookie Betts right now has to give him up. I mean, the same thing could happen to Lindor. It could happen to Arenado owners. It could happen to Chris Bryant. So I'm not going to make a big deal out of this, but i got to tell you one thing right now. If, in fact, you have it in your league, get it out right now. Get that bull dinky garbage out. You can't lose a player if he gets traded to another league. So with uh, Joey, with uh, Cora out and Betts out, uh, the next question is, how confident, good morning to Big Al, how confident, good morning to George, how confident are you that uh, Chris Sale's going to, I mean, this is just going to take the steam out of uh Red Sox players, and it does look to me that they will try to market J.D. Martinez as well. Uh, It will uh, occur to me that uh, Chris Sale, just because the air has been let out of the tires, uh, Joey Cora did have a nice career, okay? (laughs) Good morning to you all. Donkey Oki is here. Good morning to the Donkey Oki. But just because... uh, of that fact. So the Red Sox got Alex Verdugo, who, uh, you know, in taking a look at Verdugo, he's got that low strikeout rate. He he makes a very good contact. I think he was 30th in baseball in contact last year uh, with 300 at-bats. He doesn't walk a lot. He uh, he doesn't uh, swing at uh, pitches out of the zone a lot doesn't miss pitches so uh that's the big deal with Verdugo and he probably will and yes maybe Boston there's a big maybe with Yasiel Puig 
Okay? The J a lot of teams need Puig. But here's the big thing. The Dodgers, now, the Dodgers of uh, Los Angeles can still go after Lindor as uh, Arenado or Chris Bryant. The Dodgers did not give up their big chips in order to get Mookie Betts. So uh, they still could, they still could sign Francisco Lindor. They could still sign Nolan Arenado. And they can still sign Chris Bryant. One of those guys may still yet go to the Dodgers. Now, uh, look, we've seen Glaber Torres go to the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> for for a Roldis Chapman, nobody's ever gotten on. Uh, nobody's ever gotten there on on uh, uh, on the Cubs case for that. We saw Eli Jimenez go for uh, uh, Quintana. Okay, uh, Jeremy Gibbs is here. There he is with slow, snow in St. Louis. Jeremy Gibbs has joined us. Good morning to Jeremy. But here's the deal. Uh, here's a player. There's a minor league player. Anybody know with the uh, whole deal? Jay Bass is here with the deals. That, so you got Jay Bass and Jay Gibbs sitting next to each other in the chat room. That's beautiful. Uh, there's one minor league player who takes a hit in all the dealings that went le uh, off last night. Does anybody want to take a guess? Who is the one minor league player who may be taking a hit? Okay. So uh, I'll give you a chance to uh, all answer that one because one minor league player, in my mind, did take a hit. By the way, we're going to talk about the labor draft in just a few seconds, and we'll try to get to the Milwaukee Brewers if we can. Uh, but the one player that took a hit yesterday, anybody want to take a gander on that one? In the America With Jock Peterson... Going to the American League, Jock Peterson goes to the Angels. That gives them Upton. It gives them Trout. It gives them Brian Goodwin. It gives them Otani. It gives them Jock. It gives them Jock Peterson. The guy who takes the hit is Joey Adele, who was drafted in round eleven last night of the labor draft. Joey Adele, uh, in getting Peterson. If anybody had the hopes that Joey Adele was going to start the major uh, this season in the major leagues, that, my friends, just went right out the window, okay? So we'll see about that. So all that good stuff coming out. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, uh, how anybody in the National League, I mean, let's face it, you take a look at this Dodger team, it's not bad. I mean, it's really not bad, right? And the rotation... Four out of the five pitchers, they got the Clayton Kershaw, they got the Julio Urias, they got the Alex Wood, they got the David Price. Four left-handers, Tony Gonsolin is still there, Walker Bueller, Ross Stripling, Dustin May, Jimmy Nelson. Have you ever seen a team so deep in starting pitching? All right, so let's get right on to the nitty-gritty before we talk any more about Mookie Betts and all that stuff, let me tell you, the New York Mets are finding out that Stevie Cohn is walking away from a deal that he felt uh, has changed late in negotiations. So that, as a Met fan, I mean, come on, Big Al, you're a Met fan, right? I don't know what you are, but still, uh, who would have... Crazy. 
Unbelievable. So the Mets uh, looking forward to bringing in somebody with a ton of money. I really thought one of my sleeper picks was to say that the Mets would be the team that would close in and eventually go after Mookie Betts. Uh, Still could. Signing Mookie Betts, uh, making this trade for one year, okay? Uh, For one year, okay? Um, It's tough. It's going to be a tough one if they don't sign him again. Now, let's... uh, Who would have imagined that 15 months ago, uh, since the Red Sox won their the 2018 World Series, that they would fire their general manager, Dave Dombrowski, fire their manager and Alex Cora, and trade away Mookie Betts and David Price in a salary dump. And with Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts now on the Dodgers, the Dodgers will be the fourth team in the last 30 years, okay, with uh, previous MVP winners the last two years, okay? So the Red Sox drafted Mookie Betts and, uh, with the 172nd overall pick in 2011, the 21st pick of the fifth round. The Dodgers picked uh, uh, 13th in that round, and they also had other picks too. They took a player named Scott McGough out of Oregon. <laughs> so in return for Betts, the former most valuable player heading into his age 27 season, Alex Verdugo, who hit 294 with uh, 12 homers and 106 games as a rookie last season, missed the final two months with injuries, and they also got Bruce Starr, greater all, the uh, top 100 prospect who might end up in uh, he may he, he may end up being you know how the Red Sox have talked about Anderson Espinosa. Whatever happened to him, okay? It may be greater all, all right? So uh, hopefully that's it. So look, uh, it's pretty hard to imagine. And don't tell me that you didn't know that Mookie Betts uh, wanted to be a free agent. He's been consistent with every statement he's made. He likes it in Boston. He counted the Red Sox $300 million offer which they knew he wasn't going to accept, but they made the offer, 12-year, $420 million. Uh, so don't tell me. <laughs> Look, the Red Sox needed to do this to rebuild their farm system. They got one good prospect, in, um, and they should have maybe gotten more prospects because if they, in fact, they could lose a lot of their draft picks with this new ruling coming up. So wouldn't surprise me if uh, if uh, you know prices do ninety six was due ninety six million over the final three years. Verdugo, the left handed hitter, but here's the thing about Verdugo, uh, he finished one hundred forty ninth in exit velocity, tied him with Byron Buxton, okay, two hundredth in average home run distance, tying him with Kevin Pillar, and uh, I got to tell you. Uh, his outfield defense is average, but uh, and that's with the new ball. That was with the juiced-up ball. So uh, we'll see what happens with that one, okay? Well, for the Yankees' standpoint, you know, they bring in Garrett Cole, and, uh, and they get Severino, and they're getting Stanton back and all that stuff. 
And now the uh, Red Sox lose Mookie Betts. So if you manage to place a bet getting some good odds on the Yankees, uh, you're jumping up and down right now, okay? Uh, a greater all? Look, he could be a pretty good pitcher. Minnesota is shooting for more. That's why they gave up greater all for Maeda. It feels like a lot. Maeda's good, but he's the bottom of a rotation starter, particularly out of the National League and Dodger Stadium. Greater all is a very well-regarded prospect. Uh, but look, Minnesota hasn't won a playoff game since 2004. They haven't won a title since 1991, so they're going for it. They are absolutely going for it, okay? And the Dodgers shed at least $10 million by trading Kenta Maeda and Jock Peterson to the Angels. Uh, greater all, the uh, Minnesota's top pitching prospect. He appeared headed for a bullpen role in Minnesota. Uh, the Twins getting Kenta Maeda, who's won 47 games for the Dodgers in four seasons. Uh, so we'll see how that works out. It certainly does not help Kenta Maeda's value. It puts a greater role on the map. And that's about it. Now, keep in mind, you know, as they're talking about free agents, it's interesting to note with um, what Marcelo Zuna has done, because Marcelo Zuna... Um, actually got a tremendous amount of money for a three-year deal, turned it away for a one-year deal, uh, betting on himself this year. So Ray's Alex, uh, Marcelo Zuna got a $50 million three-year offer, but he opted out for an $18 million one-year offer with the uh, Braves. Chris Ra Bryant rumors. Chris, Ryan, uh, Chris Bryant, the Cubs, the Braves uh, and the Braves have talked about it. Uh, the Phillies and the Nationals are now talking about it as well. So I'll take the position. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Bryant was the next one to go. Chris Bryant. And the Angels? Yeah, look, they got Anthony Rendon, who many feel is the number one third baseman in Major League Baseball. Okay? Uh, so, look, Trout, Otani, Upton, Rendon, an aging but still intimidating Albert Pujols. Uh, Joey Adele is the security blanket who played 27 games at AAA. That's it. So Peterson significantly more power than left-handed hitting Brian Goodwin. And he's playing in a ballpark now uh, that uh, really accommodates left-handed hitters. Okay, Peterson's going to replace the power production of Cole Calhoun, who hit 33 home runs last year, but was sent over to Arizona. Uh, he hits left-handed pitchers. He only made 50 plate appearances against lefties. He had 36 of his uh, uh, home runs against righties. Only has nine home runs against lefties since 2014. But he'll be playing in a park that gives up a ton of uh, pull-side home run hitters who are lefty. And that's how he hits the home runs, okay? So uh, I'd give a tick up to uh, Mr. Peterson. All right, Taiwan Walker pitched in front of 20 scouts. His fastball was clocked at uh, 85 to 88. Greg Bird, we didn't talk about Greg Bird. Greg Bird agreed to a minor league contract, okay, with the Texas Rangers, and he hit 20, 11 home runs. And uh, Greg Bird ready to go. 
All right, let's talk about the uh, Labor League. The Labor League had their mixed draft yesterday. So if you haven't seen it, I'll put up the link in the chat room right after this podcast, and uh, let's go through it right now in the Labor League. Mixed League, very well uh, stocked with tremendous players, and uh, as soon as I get it up, there we go. Okay, here's the deal on the Labor League. Ocuno went first. Mike Trout went second. That's all I'm going to tell you about that because that's all that really matters there. Okay, Garrett Cole was the first pitcher taken. He was taken by Joe Pisapia. He was taken in the first round. He was the number seven pick, followed by Jake DeGrom. Uh, Now, in backing up Garrett Cole, Pisapia took Lucas Giolito. I've always say, when you make a commitment to a starting pitcher like Garrett Cole early in your draft, You've got to back him up with a good pitcher. And he did. Lucas Giolito. Okay? Then he waited and took Eduardo Rodriguez and Corey Kluber. Great pitching strategy by Joe Pisapia. Now, as far as the uh, Jake DeGrom, taken by Razball's Rudy Gamble, uh, he wound up taking Jake DeGrom. And then he waited and he got Carlos Carrasco. And then Shohei Otani. So he took Jake DeGrom, managed to come back in round 13, and took Andrew Haney, uh, and then DiSclafini. So he got away with it, showing me that pitching DiSclafini, who I kind of like this year, he went in round 17. Verlander was taken by Fred Zinke, and what did he do? He comes back and he takes Josh Hader in round five. I am not thrilled with Josh Hader at round five this year. I mean, Hader, as good as he is, not thrilled with Hader. We'll talk about Milwaukee in just a few minutes. Then he packed on Lance Lynn, followed by Miles Mikolas, and then Marcus Stroman, and then Dylan Bundy. Say what you want with Max Scherzer, taken by Stefania Bell. She did a good job by following up with Patrick Corbin. So it's not just, again, it's not just taking the the early uh, uh, star pitcher, but backing him up after Corbin, uh, Stefania Bell. It took Kenley Jansen very high in the eighth round. That, to me, might have been an error. Uh, then she took Caleb Smith, very well done. Joey Lucchese, Sean Manaya. In spite of the fact there, that the, the transition year tells us this is not a great year for the stud starling pitchers Uh, because now it's not Verlander Scherzer anymore. It's led by Jake DeGrom and then Flaherty and Bueller. Those are the pitchers. There's a transition in Major League Baseball now. Absolute transition. Thank you all so much for being here. It is much appreciated. We'll continue on with uh, everything that's going on in that draft, okay? So uh, we have, uh, is anybody coming up next? Is Arnie coming up next? I don't know. Doug Boyle has joined us. Uh, thank you, Doug. Zelmo is here. Unholy Toledo, Timothy My Hooker, and Stephen Culps has joined us. Good morning, my friend. Brooks is here. We're going to open up strong again, Brooks. All right, let's go back to the... Uh, to the labor draft, and in uh, any uh, in round two, Steven Strasburg was taken. Okay, we'll give him that. 
and then you had a situation in round three. Um, just Chris Sale taken in round three. Chris Sale could be one of the most intriguing people. Now, don't forget, this is a 15-team league. Uh, Chris Sale taken in round three. With everything going on with Boston, uh, looking like they're uh, more interested in saving money than competing for this year, anyway, uh, Chris Sale may be a very interesting pick, okay? Very interesting pick. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, taken in round five. That's an interesting pick right there. But the Josh Hader pick, and Zach Wheeler was taken by Scott Pianowski in round five. And there you go. Uh, a big surprise, maybe the first big surprise. A lot of people, and I'm one of them, I think Zach Wheeler is going to be this year's Garrett Cole. He, not that he's going to be the number one pitcher in baseball, but he is going to jump. They're changing his pitch mix, and Zach Wheeler is jumping up. Taken in round five, ahead of Madison Baumgartner, ahead of Carlos Carrasco, ahead of... Um, yeah, ahead of ahead of more ahead of pitcher ahead of Lazardo. Uh, I'm not saying he shouldn't be ahead of Otani. Yeah, Zach Wheeler taken pretty high. Okay, taken ahead of James Paxton, Luis Robert, Luis Robert, whichever you want to say. The young rookie, a rookie is a rookie is a rookie. He was taken in round six. Okay, I get it. After you have uh, in round six. Good combination there, but maybe a little high. Now, don't forget, he signed the extension. So, Luis, uh, Luis Robert is going to play right away. Eloy Jimenez was taken in round six by Razzball's Rudy Gamble. I think a phenomenal pick. I'm looking for Eloy Jimenez to be a top five player in Major League Baseball this year. Top five. The closers came out. Uh, Kirby Yates. Came out in round six. Uh, Hader came out in round five, if you want to call him the closer. Clayton Kershaw, by the way, went in round four. And we got to start getting used to Clayton Kershaw. One of the things about the Dodgers getting David Price and having so many pitchers, it's not necessary now for Clayton Kershaw to get 30 starts this year. It's just not necessary. They're going to handle Clayton Kershaw with uh, very extreme caution. Um, uh, you had Hugh Darvish go in the fourth round by Tim McLeod, who took, I know a lot of Tim McLeod fans, Acuna first, Shane Bieber, Altuve, and Darvish number four. So if you ever want to get back to Tim McLeod, Hugh Darvish went number four. Okay, so there you go, Timmy. Uh, nice going. Okay, Corey Kluber. Now with Texas coming off a season that may have wound up saving his arm, he went in round nine to Joe Pisapia, who has accumulated a pitching staff now, Garrett Cole, Lucas Giolito, Eduardo Rodriguez, and Corey Kluber. Nice pick by... Uh, nice pick. I kind of like Corey Kluber this year. Uh, I do think that last year may have saved them a little bit. Madison Baumgartner went to Ray Flowers, and he took him in, in round seven. Uh, moving right along, we'll get now to the Otani went to uh, Razzball's uh, Rudy Gamble 
in round eight. Let's get to some of the low. Uh, Joey Adele went in round 11, and after what happened yesterday, uh, the acquisition of Jock Peterson could have hurt Joey Adele. And when will he come up? Now, players who got taken very late in the draft. In round 29, uh, Casey Mize was taken. Okay, that's okay. Casey Mize and Nate Pearson. So you had two speculative picks in the final round. Emmanuel Classe taken in round 29. I believe this kid's going to be the closer in Cleveland this year. Ray Flowers, good job by Ray taking uh, Emmanuel Classe in the last round. Jose Peraza, second base for Boston, taken in round 28. So if you like Jose Peraza, based upon the labor mixed league draft, you can wait for Mr. Peraza and get him in later rounds. And that's a very interesting situation right there. Okay? That's an interesting. Jonas Cespedes, nobody knows. He went in round 27. Uh, so many mixed reports. And now with the Mets' ownership having some trouble, the whole team is in disarray. I don't know what's going on with the Mets. So Cespedes went in round 27. He's the kind of guy that can absolutely make or break your team. Yes, he can. Absolutely. Kevin Kiermeyer, who's a very good power speed guy for Tampa, Injuries have always been his problem. He went in round 26. So there's a guy who you could wait for, pounce on him in round 26. Julio, uh, yeah, round 26. Kyle Lewis from Seattle. I love this kid. It's all about his ability to stay on the field. He went in round 26. So these are some of the of the really late round picks that you could make. No sense in going in and getting these guys early. He's one of the, one of the late round picks that you can make. Austin Riley went in round twenty four. Uh, it's still up in the air as to exactly what his uh, role will be this year, uh, as the Braves are still looking for a third baseman. They're not done. This market is not done. You got Arenado. You got Bryant. You got two third basemen out there. So don't jump on Austin Riley. Because the Braves have two third basemen to go out and to try to get. And rumor has it that they're in on both of them. So there you go. Forrest Whitley was taken in round 21. A rookie is a rookie is a rookie. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that one, okay? Uh, John Birdie. Uh, Andrea took John Birdie in a slow draft. He went in round 21. And here's a really a very cheap source of stolen bases. The kid from Miami is going to be a pretty good player. He will steal the bases for you. So there you go. Those are the late-round picks from the labor draft. If you have any questions about anything, give me a holler at 888 That's Forget it, but wait a second. 516-353-6375. 516-353-6375. And I will tell you that uh, our show on Sunday is going to be a hummer and a dinger. I can't even tell you who the guest might be. Craig Mish coming on on Sunday as our guest to talk about Birdie and all the other Miami Marlins at this particular moment. We'll see how that works out. Craig's willing to come on, but we may have the lawyer who is participating in the class action suit, uh, fantasy baseball against DraftKings and MLB. We will see how that works out. Okay, on to the. Uh, on to the Brewers of Milwaukee. 
And what have they done? Holy mackerel, they have not done very much. The Brewers of Milwaukee, 83 and a half is the over-under. I'm going under, and I'm certainly not taking the 20 to 1 to win their division or the 40 to 1 to win the World Series. Not doing it. Uh, the Brewers have been a major disappointment to me. They really haven't done very much. Their uh, starting rotation, led by Brandon Woodruff. After that, Adrian Hauser and Eric Lauer and Josh Limboom, Brett Anderson, Brent Suter, Corbin Burns. It's going to sort out over the uh, over the spring training. But let's take a look. You got uh, the catcher is Narvez, uh, who had a great season last year. Absolutely great season. Last year for the Chicago White Sox. Now, Norvis moving into a different league. Uh, he's the catcher from Milwaukee. He'll get plenty of playing time. Uh, I'm going with Norvis to hit about 270. To hit you, he hit 22 home runs last year. I'm saying uh, if you're figuring, you got to figure 15. Okay? Uh, don't forget, he was also traded for Alex Colomay. Uh He had uh, he finished, uh, he was rated ninth among all fantasy catchers. He hit two seventy eight. Batting average ranked second, only behind Wilson Ramos uh, for catchers. So um, he had a, he had an tr- extraordinary season. Okay, uh, he's a medium hit guy. Hits to all fields. Hits a lot of line drives. Um, he's got a he's got a good you know batting average possibility, but uh, don't expect the twenty two home runs last year for Narvis that he hit uh, in Chicago. Um, just not counting on that. At first base, look, they got Brian Healy, Logan Morrison, Justin Smoke. Which one do you want? You want to take Ryan Braun? Well, let's take Ryan Braun. What do we have for Ryan Braun this year for the Milwaukee Brewers? This could be a tough one. Ryan Braun. Does anybody think that uh, Ryan Braun may even go undrafted? Okay. But I'll take the position that Ryan Braun may have a little bit left. And how much is a little? Here it is. Ryan Braun, to me, is um, he'll hit you about 270. He'll get you the 20 home runs, okay? He's 36 years old. He'll get you the 75 RBIs. And he's aged, gracefully enough, to steal you 7, 8, 9 bases, okay? Um, he didn't show any signs of slowing down last year, okay? He posted a 964 OPS after the All-Star break. And he hit double digits in steals. I mean, last year, take a look at his numbers from last year. Uh, not bad. I mean, really not bad. So, uh, to me, Ryan Braun uh, may work, is going to work out a lot at first base in 2020. He's not going to be the team's primary option. But uh, as a as a late game pick, you could do a lot worse than taking Ryan Braun. Just heard a big noise from upstairs. Keston Hira, who was taking uh, a lot of confidence in this kid, second year player. Now don't forget, second year players they go back and they say if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The pitchers and the uh, and, and the coaches go back and they say let's fix it. Let's pitch him a little different. If these players don't make adjustments, he hit 303 last year. I will say he'll hit about 285 to 290. He hit 19 home runs last year. I'll say he'll hit uh, hit about the same. Okay, he destroyed Triple A pitchers. Okay, 
with the Travis Shaw injury. He got called up a little sooner than he was supposed to. But still, he has gotten, as a lot of people think, he'll hit around 300. He'll hit you well over 20 home runs and still your double-digit bases, okay? So um, it gets pretty good. Whoa, good morning. What are you doing? Waking up. Waking up, okay. Let's get in the chat room, okay? Greg is not here. You got to open up the doors. Let everybody in. Nobody came? No, Greg is not here. Stephen Culps is here. Good morning, Stephen. Okay. Over at third base, well, shortstop Louis Sorius. Now, he's going to be out for a while. So uh, grab Orlando Garcia to fill in. But Urias, who uh, I saw and I loved him, he's a very heady. He's a better baseball player than he is a fantasy player. That's for sure. So Urias will be lost maybe for the first part of the season. At third base, you got Eric Sogard and Jed Jerko. There's nothing there. Nothing. The outfield, Avisail Garcia, who uh, was the right-handed compliment. Ben Gamble is the lefty. I got to tell you, Avisail Garcia. Uh, you just, you just. Here's one guy you just never know. I'm going to project Avisail Garcia, uh, and I've liked him a lot over the years, but uh, he's never come through for me. He'll hit you about 275 with 15 to 20 home runs and uh, seven to 10 stolen bases. That's Avisail Garcia. Uh, the other outfielders that they have that are w- worth anything. Uh, you have uh, not just Avisil Garcia, Lorenzo Cain and Corey Ray. Now, Lorenzo Cain could be on the backside of his career. That's right, Lorenzo Cain. I'm not spending the extra dollar for Lorenzo Cain. I do think that Lorenzo Cain could be. Uh, we probably could have seen the best for uh, Lorenzo Cain. I am saying to you, for Lorenzo Cain, I'm saying he's going to hit 275. Ten home runs. And maybe 15 steals. He is 33 years old. He shined in 2018 uh, in in Milwaukee. But um, he took a step back last year. Worst OPS since 2013. Bottom 10 of all Major League players in WRC+. Stole just 18 bases last year after averaging 28 the previous two years. Okay? So um, his walk rate went down. Uh, he had a career low of 301 BABIP, played through a couple of hand injuries and leg injuries, but I do think that I will not spend the extra dollar for Lorenzo Kane. And finally, Christian Yelich. What are you going to say about Yelich that hasn't already been said by a million people? Christian Yelich. And by the way, once again, on the Mookie Betts thing, do not allow the rule. If you're in an only league of losing a player if he's traded to another league, just don't do it. Christian Yelich, uh, boy, oh, boy, 300 or more, 35 home runs, 100 RBIs, 20 stolen bases. Uh, look, is uh, he was cut off at 130 games, 130 games. We have to see... How is he's expected to re expected to recover from his injury early in the that he had early in the off season? So his health should not be a concern. Expected and should. The Christian Yelich. If I'm going to spend forty bucks on a player, 
It's not going to be Christian Yelch at age 28. With this a Milwaukee team, as the team goes, so goes the players. I think the Milwaukee team has hit a little bit of a down cycle. Uh, Josh Hader is going to be the closer. Uh, who else could close on this team? Freddie Peralta's in the bullpen. Alex Claudio, soft-tossing lefty. Uh, look, Hader's going to get the saves. Uh, Corey Knebel. We're going to talk about Corey Knebel. That's K-N-E-B-E-L. Remember Corey Knebel? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say that Corey Knebel's got that elbow injury, and it looked like at last year he was going to open up as the closer, but an elbow injury, Tommy John surgery, cost him the entire season. So um, he's not expected to be ready opening day. But he could be he could be good to go somewhere in the middle of the season, okay? So just keep that in mind. Reserve pick, put him on your DL. He could be a pick uh, later in the season. Woodruff is the only pitcher that I would absolutely uh, recommend that I like him a lot. I think Woodruff will give you a three-two with a one-one and 185 strikeouts. Uh, look. He missed. He missed. Uh, he, he yeah. He missed two months with an oblique injury, and he could have finished in the top ten in all of uh, wins, strikeouts, and WAR. His first season as a starter. So there you go, and that's the pitching staff for the. Uh, I'm look. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about Lauer or Hauser or Lynn Bloomer or Anderson. There's nobody here that I'm really recommending. Let's talk about the prospects now for the Brewers. And uh, prospects we have, nobody jumps off the page. Bryce Terang, second baseman, shortstop. He's 20 years old. He's just well-rounded and he's got good speed. He stole 30 out of 35 bases. Keep his name in mind. Bryce Terang, second base, shortstop. Stole 30 out of 35 bases. Tristan Lutz, uh, nothing great. Power, very strong arm. Uh, a corner outfielder, 34th pick in the 2017 draft. Uh, he, he, he's got a lot of power, 6'2", 210 pounds. Ethan Small, uh, six, he, could, he could wind up. He's a left-hander, middle-of-the-round rotation. He's 22 years old. Uh, I, kinda, I want you to watch out for Ethan Small as a potential pitcher. He's the last-round pick in the... Uh, uh, in this year's MLB draft, uh, he's, a, he's a safe prospect, but this kid could be pretty good. And those are really the name, the big names that uh, strike me from uh, Milwaukee, who have a chance to be seen this year. Corey Ray, who I neglected to talk about before, he was supposed to be something. He was the Brewers' first-round pick uh, in the 2016. Uh, he's failed to live up to the hype. Failed. He's 25 years old now. Failed to hit, uh, I believe he's 25. Either 23, yeah, he's 25. Uh, he's got true raw power, but he struggles to hit home runs. He stole uh, six out of nine bases. He hit eight home runs. He hit 222 in AAA. He's a, he's a center fielder. And um, look, if Lorenzo Kane really falters, uh, but this kid is no more than a fourth outfielder. So he was someone that we talked about in the past, no more than a fourth outfielder. Okay? And there you have it, everybody. 
Got to thank you all uh, for being here in the chat room. Okay, don't forget Sunday, Andrea and I will be on Sirius Radio. And the draft guide is ready. If you'd like to uh, order the draft guide, just let... uh, uh, it's a fantastic job that Andrea has done. I would say fantastic. King Hap is here. SP Fan, who did order the draft guide. Thank you so much, SP Fan. If you'd like to order the draft guide, Andy, could you uh, could you put a link up in the chat room, please? Okay? So uh, don't forget, if you're in a league, Andy, put up the draft guide link. Don't forget that if you are in an only league, do not, absolutely do not allow players who are traded to be lost from your team. Don't do it, okay? Uh, would you ever tra- uh, Would you ever tear up a transcript? There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Andrea has put the link to the chat, to the podcast, uh, to the, um, uh, I mean, I got to take a rest, man. I've just been killing it. Uh, th- there's the link. If you want to buy the draft guide, please. You get 30% off if you're in the chat room. 30% off the draft guide, which is only, what, about $14? Okay, so come on, everybody. Uh, we're not, this is, uh, I'll tell you something. The, the, the password is Legion2020. If you're a listener to this podcast, you deserve to get the discount for the chat room people. There it is. Thanks, everybody. Love you all. See you again tomorrow.